What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. My name is Ryan Snelling. In case you forgot, welcome to Watch Diary. I'm super excited to be here. I'm also very, very tired and very, very disappointed in myself. Because I'm recording this on Saturday, middle of the afternoon, late afternoon. I've already done this podcast already. But the first time I did it, I forgot to check to see if my audio was recording. So this morning, I went to edit that video, saw that there was no audio whatsoever, and I knew instantly that I had to record this entire podcast over again. But it's all good, because it's been a couple of weeks since I've done this, so we'll consider the first one warm-up. I'm a little shaky and rusty, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm, And again, I'm also very tired. I don't know why I'm tired. I didn't really want to do this, but I had to. Because again, I... I owe it to myself and to you to do things like this, and um, I appreciate you being here. It's been it's been a while. The main reason why I have not been doing Watch Diary these past couple of weeks is because I just got back from Kentucky. I went to Kentucky this past weekend for my best friend Eric's wedding that I was in, and that was nice. Anytime I go to Kentucky, it completely wrecks my my habits and my routine the past June that I went to Kentucky. So a couple of months ago I went and completely ruined my workout routine entirely. I mean, I've been working out every day in 2022 up until I went to Kentucky in June. And when I got back, it was like I had to start all over again. I had to restart. I had to re-implement the, the routine or the habit to go to the gym and it just didn't stick. So it's been a while. Uh, not going to lie. It's been a while. The only thing it didn't wreck, going to Kentucky the other time, it I was drinking every day. And I drank a lot. I haven't had a whole lot to drink since then. So that's been good. It's not like I picked that up. But it did ruin everything I had going for me. So this time, I prepared by recording all these watch-alongs that you've been seeing on the channel. Which have been a lot of fun. Um, I pre-recorded all of those except for one. I have one more to film, which is Misery, the last one. The last horror one, I should say. Not the last watch along I ever do. Um, I pre-recorded all this content. That way I could just sit back and relax and uh, just let videos magically upload. And uh, so that's been kind of nice. But a lot of work goes into those things. So... I'm still trying to figure out my workflow, but it, it was really nice to just be able to sit back and relax knowing that content was still being pushed out, uh, but I wasn't actually doing it in uh, real time. But um, yeah, what's been going on other than Kentucky was great. I mean, right now it's the leaves are changing. It's fall time. It's completely different weather. Um it's completely different weather in uh, Kentucky than in Arizona, which, I mean, I guess it's kind of always the case, but, 
I mean, it was, I, I think the day I left, there were snow on the cars that morning. And then I came back to just being a, a crispier, but still a pretty hot and warm, dry desert. And that, that little taste of fall was nice because it's been a while since I've, I've been around that weather. And of course, I got to see all my family and my best friends, and I've just missed them a whole hell of a lot. It was a short trip. The, the flight was okay for the most part. My first plane out of here was terrible. I woke up at about 3 a.m. to to get out of here. It was under, I, I think the plane left at like 5 or something like that. So I got up at like 3 a.m. and I'm, I might have been like having a nightmare or something. Like I woke up and my alarm scared the shit out of me. So I guess I was just already like amped and anxious and I started getting sick. You know, my anxiety, uh, a lot of it comes out in the form of IBS and my bowels go crazy. And that's something I'm used to. I usually just like take some Imodium. That way I never have to worry about pooping when I'm flying around. But my nerves were especially bad. So, uh, honestly, they just blew right past that. And uh, so I was getting sick when I woke up that morning and uh, didn't know didn't know what to do. And I held out that first plane ride. I was fine for about the first 30 minutes. What's hilarious is that, honestly, I think it was a great start because I listened to the Top Gun Maverick score when I was on a plane. And I'll tell you what, in the cheesiest way possible, that put me in a mental state that sort of like got amped for flying. It was so weird. It's hard to explain. I'm talking to movie lovers. Maybe you should try it the next time you fly. Just put on the soundtrack. Start with the Dark Star song. That's what I started with when the the plane's on the taxiway. And uh, I just had a good time. It just kind of put everything in a positive light and a positive mood. I, I was up there for a good 30 minutes or so, was doing fine. All of a sudden, I just felt panic take over. And I fought a panic attack that the next hour on that first plane, and it was awful. Because, first of all, it's been a little bit since I've had a panic attack, but I definitely have never had one on a plane. So doing that in that tight space, I mean, it, it wasn't ideal by any means. It was really, really hard. So I landed in Dallas. And that second plane out of Dallas got delayed. And I don't know what it would have what I would have done if it wasn't delayed. Because I really needed time to recuperate. And I got it. So that was nice. I got to rest, shut my eyes, calm down. The second flight was great. I had an empty seat next to me. It was just perfect. It ended up working out great. But I got to Kentucky late. Later than I was supposed to. So I missed the rehearsal dinner, but it was all good because my body was just an absolute wreck. And I just I needed to rest. I just wanted to also just be with my mom and take it easy that's what i did but the next day on saturday this past saturday my best friend eric got married and that was lovely small nice little wedding uh the band brave the storm were his groomsmen and his brother so that was nice i caught up with all of my friends obviously but also caught up with a uh a friend of mine named phil who i haven't uh seen or spoken to in a while and we kind of just like started uh, rekindling our friendship. And so it was nice to actually get to see him and hang out with him and hang out with his wife who also know from high school. So all of that was just like really good. It was like just exactly what I needed. And it was nice to get, um, a little taste of home. So I came back and it's been a couple of days and now I'm ready to get back into the groove of all this. Um, couple more horror watch alongs left. We got big movies come out, coming out, including the one I'm going to talk about here today, black Adam, 
which I've already seen. And honestly, like this is the third time now that I've talked about this movie. And maybe it's like too, too many times that I've talked about it already, but it's all good. We'll get there. Um, speaking of IBS, you know, I, I'm not drinking cold brew as much anymore. And it's really sad. Um, it really is. You know, my trusty Trent's a cold brew might not be my podcasting companion anymore. If anything, it might be a grande cold brew. I might cut back or depending on the time of day, maybe I just stop it. I, I've stopped now because I have to get up really early in the morning. But I also I'm just trying to watch how I eat and what I put in my stomach, what I put in my belly. Um, there's like IBS diets and stuff that you can follow and I, I'm not going to follow it tightly, but I, I kind of get the gist of it. You know, eat light, don't eat heavy, more water, less caffeine. Uh, I have peppermint supplements here that I take on an empty stomach. I'm also going to do Zupu, which is like a cleansing thing. So I'm going to do that on my next day off. That way I can plan on spending the day in the bathroom. So that's going to be different. And it's something I'm getting used to right now. It's just less cold brew and less trying to like, just to mess up my stomach. Um, yeah, so it stinks. I right now I would have a cold brew. Maybe that's why I'm tired, but then I don't know. I have no clue why I'm tired. I didn't have to work very long, but it's all good. Uh, have I ever, <laughs> Have I ever yawned? <laughs> I can't believe that. That's so funny. I did not do that on purpose. I promise you. Anyway, now's a good time to go to this barcode right here. This QR code, if you're watching me on YouTube, go to that. You can support me with a 30-day free trial of Audible on me. There's also a link in the description down below. AudibleTrial.com slash rewatch. Not rewatch Ryan. AudibleTrial.com slash rewatch. And you can get... A 30-day free trial of Audible on me, and that is the best way to support this channel. Another thing that's coming soon, I, I wish I was ready to talk about it, but I'm not. A company did reach out to me, and I'm on affiliate status with them. So I think hopefully by next week, I'll be able to announce uh, what that is, and I'm uh, really excited. It's a really cool thing for movie lovers, and you're going to get a discount code that belongs to me, and it'll be a great way to support me as well. So I'm excited. I wish I could talk about it now, but not ready yet. I don't have the thing. I have to wait to get the thing to show it off. I think it's funny now that I'm redoing this. And this obviously isn't the first time this has ever happened to me. I mean, I've been podcasting for, what, eight years now? Sure, there's been plenty of times where files have accidentally been deleted or audio hasn't recorded or whatever. I've had to redo things. So it's definitely happened plenty of times. It's funny how much faster I say everything and how much faster everything needs to go so that I can just like get through this. I hope you don't feel like that. I hope you don't know that because I do care about this, but at the same time, you know, may maybe since I've done it already, it's like writing a paper, you know, you just make it more concise, you edit your draft, and then you just are more to the point, and that's what's going on right now. Um, but also at the same time, too, like, my my approach when I recorded it the first time is just because it had been a couple of weeks, it was going to be more relaxed and maybe just not a whole lot going You know, normally I think if I was in my groove, I would have probably taken the time to do a DCEU ranking, um, but this is already enough of an episode. I'm going to be doing a, our quarterly report. You know, it's time. If you haven't listened or watched to a quarterly report, I just literally go over every single movie I've watched in that quarter of the year. It's the third quarter. 
July through September. And we're going to go through every movie that I watched. It doesn't have to be a new release. Every movie I sat down and watched, and I'm going to rank them and talk about them. So that's fun. And that'll be in every movie ever. So that's coming up. But first, I want to talk about Black Adam. So I put out my reaction out of the theater already up on the YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it, go check it out because I was a lot more passionate in that video than I'm going to be now. I'm a little bit more level-headed, a little bit more understanding, maybe not understanding, maybe accepting of what my reality is now that Black Adam exists. Um, Look, Black Adam was a movie that was announced forever ago, probably about 15 years ago is when I found out that The Rock was interested in making Black Adam, and then there was the casting announcement, and so long ago, for as long as I've been covering this space, for as long as I've been following movie blogs, uh, I was a teenager, I was a young man back then, I had always heard that The Rock was, and again, this is pre-MCU, this is pre-DCEU, this is pre-mostly, no, it's not pre-Fox X-Men, but it's about that time, um, that, that this has been a thing, and it's always been something I'm excited for, especially earlier on in the career when I wanted to see Dwayne The Rock Johnson, see what he could do, see what he could bring to the table. And, you know, I was a big fan of the Attitude Era of the WWE, and so I was a big fan of The Rock, and I thought it was exciting that he was going to be in movies and cool that even though I didn't know anything about the character and I still don't know a whole lot about the character uh, going into the movie, I was excited for The Rock to to bring this uh obscure character to life and so it was supposed to be cool it was supposed to be exciting you know up until this point the rock has been selling the shit out of this movie just seen him everywhere seen him spoiling the post credit scene that it, it kind of reeks of desperation at point at this point and how much he's talking about the post credit scene of this movie and henry cavill's involvement and I, I just assumed it was him letting the fans know that, like, this is it. This movie is going to change the DCEU forever. And, you know, the tagline, the hierarchy is about to change, all that kind of stuff. All that stuff was cool. All that stuff was fun. All that stuff was exciting. It gave me hope. But I'll tell you what, guys. Black Adam is not good at all, in my opinion. It is not good. Now, before I do this, and I think if you listen or watch my content, you know that I am not someone who, I don't want to say I don't acknowledge, but I don't belong in this whole like anti-Snyder DCEU or pro-Snyder DCEU, like all that discourse that's online between like the rabid fanboys, not a part of. I'm coming from the the place of I love superhero movies, I love movies in general, and I want everything to be good. But here's what we've got with Black Adam. It is one of the most mindlessly directed movies I've seen in a long time. And I think the superhero movie that I want to compare it to the most is Dark Phoenix. But here's the thing. It, it reminds me of Dark Phoenix in that right away I started noticing that Dark Phoenix was a little weak because of the score. Hans Zimmer's score in Dark Phoenix is actually really good. It's a lot of fun to listen to, but I noticed that it was very busy and very loud and blaring, and I could tell that it was really just trying to, it was there to overcompensate for something else that was missing in the movie, and Black Adam is like that. You know, the 
score is rip roaring through this or this thing because the dialogue is not there. It is terrible. In terms of the direction, you know, John Collette Sarah, when he was announced as director, it just oozed and reeked of this guy was just a director for hire. You know, he just came off of directing Jungle Cruise with The Rock. It was just like he was the guy that was closest by, almost, is what it felt like. He directed multiple just mindless, cookie-cutter Liam Neeson thrillers. uh, The Orphan, of course. But when they announced him, it reeked of... Because The Rock, all these years that he's wanted to make Black Adam, he didn't have a director attached or a director rumored to until like it was ready to be shot. Which is really, really weird. Because I, I feel like there should have been a director that came along whose like life ambition was to make Black Adam or somebody who had a really interesting take on the topic. But no, this reeks of this is a director for hire. It's just a guy that maybe Dwayne Johnson could could collaborate well with or control in a way. But it is mindlessly directed. It's like a child did it. And my biggest problem is the writing and the story. And I'll tell you what, the way that this movie is shot, it doesn't matter if it's an action scene. It doesn't matter if it's an intro trying to get into the swing of things. It doesn't matter if it's just characters talking. It doesn't matter if it's a character monologuing. Every scene is edited and staged in the exact same way. It could be a scene of just dialogue, and there are a million different ca- camera angles, and at every couple of seconds, it cuts and cuts and cuts, and you're looking here, 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 and the camera and the editing is just constantly changing, constantly moving, but the scene is actually just a dialogue between two people, and it's just constantly moving all over the place, and it hurt my head. And it doesn't matter, again, if the movie wants to calm down or ramp up. It's all done the exact same way. And it's like they literally just threw it together in the editing bay. It's it's really like none of this was actually like planned or thought out on the day, blocked, staged on the day. It was just them throwing stuff, appeared to be, throwing stuff together just to make it good. And again, it's about this overcompensation. And I, I just... Honestly, at the end of the day, find it unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable that I've been told, and I believe them, but I've been told for years that this is The Rock's Rock's passion project. And I think even the other day I heard The Rock say that this was like the biggest movie of his career. Like all his chips are in on this. And I can't believe how terrible the result is. It's unbelievable. I don't think... They did a great job exploring this character. You know, he is so stoic. He's got the body and he's got believability. But the script and the dialogue, he doesn't really do anything other than say things that are similar to, I kneel to no one or I don't have a God. I am a God. Like, it's just like these one liners and it's it's trailer lines. All of the lines in the trailer, that's almost just like what every line is like for Black Adam. There's just not a whole lot of meat on the bone. And he's not interesting. And I don't know how to react or become a fan of this character when I was just so miserable in the theater. And for a while, I contemplated walking out. At first, I decided, you know what? I'm going to say for the post credit scene, maybe it'll get better. But every scene, even though it would be wildly different and need something completely different, it, w- it never stopped. And I was literally, I said this in the reaction, I literally just audibly said, I 
please stop being this movie. I told the movie to stop being the movie because it wasn't working. And finally, at the end of the day, there's a plot point, just a minor plot point where the Black Adam is is gone. He's not around. He's He left part of the story. And as soon as that happened, I, I just decided I was going to leave because it was at least entertaining to watch Black Adam wreck shop. But without Black Adam, I had no reason to stay. Uh, even if it was a temporary plot point, I fully understand, but I had already checked out anyway. So look, everybody's especially praising the justice society. It It's one of those things that it, it they suffered from everything going on with the story and writing every, just like black Adam. So the people that are like gushing over it, I just think at the end of the day, it was cool to see Dr. Fate. It was cool to see Aldous Hodges, uh, Hawkman and, and the others. But I mean, they're in the same movie. So while they weren't as terrible, they didn't unfortunately make it better. Uh, otherwise, I would have stayed. I mean, this this movie I just think is so poorly made, and I just had enough. I'm not gonna lie. I, I just decided, you know what? I might as well just finish this on HBO Max. And another thing that really got me too is I forgot I had already bought a ticket. So I was working right up until that initial first showing. Uh, but I totally forgot I bought the ticket for it. So I just like went home and I was just moseying along. Totally forgot. And I looked at my phone and realized that the movie had already started and I bought a ticket for the thing. So I couldn't get a refund and I had to buy a second ticket. So technically I I bought two tickets for this movie and I really hate that I bought one, let alone two. So that's really upsetting. Uh, at the end of the day, look, this, this movie, I, I find it unacceptable that we get this movie after all this time and it kind of just reminded me like the imagery of it and everything visually it just reminded me of an MCU greatest hits like it was all familiar and i said this in my reaction and there were a couple of people that were i don't know taking shots at me or whatever but everything i'm about to say is completely unrelated to the fact that marvel and dc have always created characters that rip off the other company's characters I know that. I don't need to be told that. So don't tell me that Dr. Fate was created before Dr. Strange. That's not my point. I get it. Not what I'm saying. What I expect is for these studios, these superhero movies to evolve, to move us along through this genre. I mean, we've come so far to just give a DC version of Marvel characters. I'm not going to lie. Dr. Fate in this movie the movie came out after several Doctor Strange appearances. And when Doctor Fate is just so ripping off Doctor Strange from the movies, I just think it's really disingenuous. I, at the end of the day, and I said this in my reaction, they did not do enough. And I feel cheated as a fan of the genre. All of the marketing and, the, again, the changing of the DCEU. And it just comes off as gross, honestly. Like, what a joke. It's a joke. I mean, this movie, you know, Batgirl was canceled. And the reason why this movie was held in high regard and 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 seen as something that would maintain the quality, it's just because of The Rock and his involvement and his audience. And I, look, The Rock, as far as I'm concerned, he hasn't made a good movie in almost 20 years. His His best movie was still 19 years ago, The Rundown. Fast Five is the second best 
movie that The Rock is in, but I don't count it because he's an auxiliary character. It's not a The Rock movie uh, so much as like The Rock coming in to help a franchise. Um, I, I just I'm I don't respond to him. I, I think he's got it all wrong in terms of what interests me anyway. It appeals to other people. I have no idea how the box office is going to go. But uh, at the end of the day, I just find it unacceptable. It's just what a joke. I um I really, really dislike this movie. And uh, I'm going to finish it when it's on HBO Max. And maybe I'll uh, I'll come back on here and talk about it. But at the end of the day, uh, it was pitiful. And um, yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, I've made all the points. He had almost 15 years to figure this shit out. Oh, and there's a kid. There's a kid character that I just hated. And he starts the movie. And as soon as he did that, I was like, hey, this was missing from the marketing. Because I didn't see any of this kid anywhere in the trailers. But he uh, he really annoyed me as well. But anyway, so that's it for my Black Adam movie. It's it's terrible. I think I gave it like one and a half or two stars on Letterboxd. I can't believe how many people love this. Uh, but then again, I can't I can't believe all the people that defend Snyder. Like he's the second coming of Christ. Um, so... I guess whenever a movie like this comes out, of course, there's going to be passionate diehard fans. I, I just think they're out of their minds. Uh, but anyway, that's my review. That's all I ever want to talk about with Black Adam from here on out. All right, so we are going to finish this up. What? Did I say words? We are going to finish this episode of Watch Diary with every movie ever. Guys, it's time to do the quarterly report. Um, you can follow along on Letterboxd, the letterboxd.com slash rewatch. Ryan, let me go on and pull this up. And here I am. All right, so perfect. I, again, like I said, already recorded this video. So I had already like done the ranking, uh, but I reshuffled. So th right now this is in, I guess it's in alphabetical order. But yeah, this is every movie that I watched from July through September. And we're going to just go through this and rank them and have fun. And this list will be available for you to check out uh, on letterbox.com slash rewatch Ryan. And you again can find the link in the description down below. So just a quick glance. Um, I see a lot of Russo brothers movies. I see a lot of the horror movies that I watch for watch alongs Taika Waititi. Um, yeah. So those were like the big things that I did and on other, every movie ever's, but, um, yeah. And then just like a couple of random things, the, the Tollywood movies that Brando and I watch that definitely want to get back to. So yeah, it's a, it's a nice little interesting varying like group of uh, movies that we have here. So let me make sure that you can see everything. I believe you can. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, right now with you, me and Dupree, you know what you mean Dupree it's dead last alphabetically. It might be dead last in this entire list. It's pretty terrible. And it's one of several movies that made me realize that the Russo brothers, they might be hacks. You know, the only good movies I've made are Marvel movies uh, at the end of the day. And I can't, I just can't believe it. I don't know what the hell their deal is, but you, me and Dupree is especially awful. Just not even a, a comedy that I can enjoy. So right above that is the woman King and I'm just going to go on and get Woman King out of the way. I think it's incredible. So I'm just going to take it to the top without really paying attention to where I'm going with it uh, because it's fantastic and one of the best movies that I've seen so far this year. So The Wicker Man, and I, I could talk about this because my watch along is out. Um, disappointed because it's not really scary. It's more of a thriller. I think if I was in the situation, it would be horrifying, but it wasn't really a horror movie to me. 
And um, yeah, it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. But I also expected way more. I don't know why. Um, so it wasn't my favorite thing. But uh, it's good. It's good. So we'll leave it right there. Welcome to Collinwood. It's a movie that I had never heard of before in my life until I looked up the Russo Brothers filmography in anticipation for their Every Movie Ever episode. So welcome to Colin Wood. It's a little heist movie. I couldn't tell you a single thing about the characters or what really that they did. It's got a really interesting cast, and I appreciate it. I don't think it's good at all. Um, I'm never going to think about it or see it ever again after I post this list. So I'm going to bring it on down, and uh, I'll put it above you, me, and Dupree, just because I can see why this movie inspired young filmmakers careers, but you mean Dupree was something anybody could have done if that makes sense. But again, their quality is just so war of the worlds. War of the worlds is one of few movies that I, I watch war of the worlds at least once a year. Probably. I love it. I think it's a masterpiece. It's incredible. Uh, I'm going to go on and just shoot it to the top of the list and we will come back to address that. Later, uh, it it is more important to me in my life than Woman King, so I'll just go on and put it above there. Uh, Vengeance is a movie that I felt like it was fine. I think it wants to be so smart, but I, I just don't think it lands that much. And it, it, It's a movie that also just wants to be a, about a lot of things, and I don't think it's particularly great at, at being any of them, honestly. Uh, so I wasn't that big of a fan of it. I'm going to put it behind Wicker Man. Top Gun Maverick is one of the best movies of the year my favorite movie of the year uh i'm gonna put it right below war of the worlds and the woman and above the woman king um yeah i've i've seen it more than any other movie this year so far and i obviously am in love with it and i've talked about it a shitload so there's that titanic incredible i'm gonna go on and take titanic all the way up to above top gun maverick thor love and thunder I'll tell you what, when I left the theater, I felt like I, I was a little cheated with this movie, but I also was entertained and I enjoyed it enough, even though there were things that I definitely didn't like. I didn't think Russell Crowe is Zeus and the gods. I didn't think that scene worked or was entertaining whatsoever. I hated how funny and how desperate this movie tried to be. I hated how much they completely wasted and butchered Christian Bale's story. I mean, the the fact that more and more every every day we it seems like we find out that more and more stuff was cut, unfortunately. And I just uh, I think it's Taika one of Taika's worst movies, and it's one of the one of the Marvel movies that I think has aged the worst. Like since it's been out a couple of months, it has plummeted to something. Right now, I'm just no longer interested in. Like if I redid my Thor ranking, I think it would be dead last. Um, I put it above Dark World, but I mean, at the end of the day, as we move on, I think Dark World is probably just, it, it'll continue to be more relevant um, and play more of a role for the entire MCU as a whole. And Thor and Love and Thunder is just so far out there and such a departure from anything that I, I just don't care for it. Um, I'm going to put it behind The Wicker Man. Um, and I, I'll honestly, I'll put it behind vengeance, um, and above the other terrible, um, Russo brothers movies. 
13 Lives is a movie. You can check it out on Prime Video right now. Brando and I talked about it. It's kind of like missing a personality. It's a little too dour all the time, but it's also just a really entertaining story. Um, And it's, I think it kind of fails. I honestly wish it was more manipulative. I, I wish it was kind of more rousing. But it was definitely an incredible story based on true events. 13 boys get trapped in a cave system during this huge flood in Thailand. And Ron Howard directed this. It's Colin Farrell, uh, Joel Edgerton, Viggo Mortensen. And uh, it's definitely a good watch. A little long, but uh, I really appreciated it. So I'm going to put it right behind The Wicker Man. Um, It's like a movie that I really liked, but also it's kind of forgettable. And I don't know if it'll last. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a movie that I have mixed feelings on because there were times when I was genuinely afraid, but there were also times that I actively hated watching that movie, uh, especially the first half dealing with all the dumb characters. They're just like not appealing characters. They all annoyed me. They were all stupid. And in a, in a way, it was nice to see them get like chopped to pieces. But there's also just like things with the editing and stuff like that that d- doesn't last and... At the end of the day, I just kind of wasn't into it. it. It's a genre that I don't really belong to anyway. I think it's maybe one of the better slashers, but it's not really something I've, I'm into. So I'm going to put it above Thor Love and Thunder, but um, that's about it. Step Brothers, one of the greatest comedies ever in my lifetime especially uh, i'm gonna leave it right there for now better than the wicker man hands down shang chi legend of the ten rings like i think this movie looks like shit uh but it's entertaining and fun and serviceable enough uh i'm gonna put it right above 13 lives scary movie three great comedy scary movie three and stepbrothers are like two of the most reliable movies i'm gonna say stepbrothers is not i'm sorry scary movie three is not as good but i really really love it i always have i saw scary movie 3 in theaters i've always thought it was the best scary movie it makes me laugh hard so i'm gonna put it above the rest samaritan that actually might be the one of the worst movies i've seen um if you watch samaritan i can't believe i was saying this but samaritan's one of the worst superhero movies i've ever seen and it's right neck and neck with thor love and thunder that's pretty wild um where are we at rrr is incredible it's one of the greatest epic movies i've ever seen and i'm just gonna go on and take it to the top um right above woman king and right below behind top gun maverick we'll leave it right there rosemary's baby is fantastic it easily hands down one of my favorite movies to come out of this whole horror watch along thing that i've been doing i really 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 like it a lot it's not my absolute favorite but i love it I, I'm so glad I watched and checked it out. I'll put it right up here beside Woman King. And I hope, by the way, sorry, if I'm scrolling up, I hope that you can see. Let me see. Yeah, okay. I, I hope I, I don't have it in front of me when I'm scrolling, so hopefully you're seeing everything that I'm doing, but we'll we'll read it all off. Don't worry. Uh The Purge. So the Purge I rewatched. I just saw Ethan Hawk, by the way, literally days ago. I walked beside him in the airport, Louisville, Kentucky. And I know I'm swear it was him. I didn't get to talk to him or get a picture with him, but I walked by Ethan Hawke literally the other day. Um, I watched the purge with Nesto. And I think the purge is one of my favorite movie concepts of my lifetime. I think it's incredible. The concept, it's such a great idea. 
Uh, I think this was the second time I've watched this movie. Um, so first time I've seen it since theaters. And it's not as good as I remember it, though. The premise is great, but not as good as I remember it. So I'm going to put it right around the Vengeance, Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, area here. Psycho. I think it's the oldest movie on this list, and I am just thrilled to death to let you know that I loved it. Um, it was another big watch-along for me, and it was the first watch-along I did. Um, so I hadn't had everything figured out, and uh, everybody in the comment section has definitely let me know about uh, my commentary on this film. Look, what, what I'm going to editorialize here for a second, now that we're talking about Psycho, because... YouTube, YouTube comments annoy me a lot, but the, I, ha, I have to take it because I, I am on YouTube. I make content for YouTube, and I have to know that YouTube comments and things, they come with the territory. But I just wish people understood the concept of me being younger or me being... Attack or me having like an attachment to something else in a franchise other than the original. I talked a lot about Bates Motel and how I really enjoyed that show and I loved it. And Bates Motel was my entry into this whole franchise, the cycle franchise that I'd never seen the movie. So my foundation for this was Bates Motel. And the people that get annoyed with that idea drive me crazy. Because there are thousands of other people like me that saw Bates Motel and then saw Psycho. It's just how art works now, especially in pop culture. I mean, things age out a lot faster than I think. And there's older people on YouTube that probably think I'm out of my mind for having, but it's this idea that we're just act always acting all the time that there we're aloof to these generational gaps. And the fact that I talked about Bates Motel and everybody had a problem with it, I'm telling you that because it gives you the context for my entire opinion. Like, it's important. It's what makes this YouTube channel my YouTube channel when I talk about where I come from with all this stuff. So the people that are telling me I talked about Bates Motel too much in the comment section, nothing's going to nothing's gonna change. The video, Not only is the video done, but... You're not going to ever change my mind in terms of like, why would I not let you in on why I arrive at the thoughts that I arrive to? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I do that in regular movie reviews. So when a 31-year-old is talking about a movie that's, you know, 60 years old, it's, it, it literally is not surprising that I've seen Base Motel and I'm talking about Base Motel and how it's different. It's not. So I don't know if it's just like older people that just like don't understand and they just feel like every young person is going to seek out the original thing or the thing that was 60 years ago before a new thing comes out. It's just not how it works, guys. Um, so it, that kind of stuff really annoys me. I'm not going to lie. It really annoys me when people act like that because maybe there's just like less people talking on the internet. So it seems in that way. So it like seems crazier because you, you, you got to look up somebody that talks about movies on the internet. They've probably seen psycho. They've probably seen way more Hitchcock movies. They probably saw psycho before they saw Bates motel. So yeah, I'm sure the common thing is to seek out P or is to hear people that saw the original or maybe were there 
in the theaters the day it came out, you know, and then they saw Bates Motel and then they hated it. But it's like, that's not everybody's experience. And when you come to my YouTube channel, you get my experience and nothing else. So that kind of stuff just drives me crazy. Sorry, I just went on that rant, but people that are like that drive me nuts. Uh, I'm going to put it right around Rosemary's Baby, Psycho. I think I like Rosemary's Baby more. Um, but yeah, Psycho is really great. Prey, awesome. You know, I think Prey is just literally exactly the movie. It's the best possible version of how do we revisit Predator while also being fresh. And I think they crushed it. And I think it's one of Hulu's better movies. And it was just a fun movie to watch. So I'm going to put it all the way down at the start of this second row here. Um, I really enjoyed Prey a lot. Poltergeist is sick. Poltergeist is definitely the most like Ryan Snelling horror movie. And I think I'm going to put it above... Rosemary's Baby. We'll put it right there. Uh, I love that movie. I think it's great. I think at the time of this, I haven't put out my watch long, but it's coming. It's close enough. It's all good. Overlord is awesome. You know, it's similar to Prey in that it's just like a nice, neat, little concise genre movie. I think Overlord is definitely um, underrated. I think it's just a whole lot of fun. And I feel like it's a movie that I love to recommend to people because not everybody's seen it. But it's also just reliable. I just think it's a fun, cool concept. And uh, there's a lot of great body horror in it. And unsuspecting cast that's a lot of fun to watch. And so, yeah, I like Overlord a lot. So, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is one of my most, um, I don't know, unique opinions. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I just think is aimless. But it's a vibe. It's a movie that I randomly just think about and want to have on because it's a vibe to have it on your TV. And I don't really know a whole lot of movies that are like that. But at the same time, I I just feel like it's... I just don't think it's doing anything, ever. Um, the way that it builds into the climax with um, Austin Butler's character, you know, all of uh, the Manson minions or whatever you want to call them, um, the way that that builds up, I mean, it's satisfying and it's a cool standalone scene, but I just don't think like the narrative is ever like aiming towards that in any particular way. And it's just the, this episodic movie that I just feel is random. I just think it's random things and it's got pretty people in it. And again, I love the vibe of it, but once upon a time in Hollywood, I don't really like, honestly, it's one of my least favorite Tarantino movies. So I'm going to put it below. I'm going to put it above 13 lives. Uh, but below Shang-Chi. Nope is a movie that, like, I I want more movies like this, but I think as time goes has gone on, I'm not really crazy about it, but I do think it's really good, and I really I found myself appreciating this movie more than I, like, love it. Um, so, Nope, I'm going to put right above Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think. Whoops. Um, but I really, again, like I said, I really appreciate it. I think it's Jordan Peele's second best movie up until this point. So yeah, Night of the Living Dead is a movie that, and I was waiting for this doing my horror watch alongs, but Night of the Living Dead is the movie that I feel like has aged the most. It's where I've just been confronted with the idea that like, I, I, it just isn't good enough. I don't care what you tell me about how it started this genre or how it's allegorical and it ha you know these. This is what it's attacking. These motifs, all that just goes out the window because I see a dated movie that I've seen. I, I've seen us evolve out of this into something more exciting, something more violent. I don't think the zombies are scary in this. I don't. 
really respond to the characters. I think they say a lot of dumb things. So all the stuff that it's exploring and all this stuff that it does for horror, I think all it did was just allow other projects to take off far beyond. Um, and it's just a movie that I just didn't respond to. And it's crazy because I know, I know it's held in a, a huge high regard and it just doesn't hit for me. So I'm going to put it right behind Texas Chainsaw Massacre and above Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I like quite a bit. Um, it, I, I I didn't like love it, but I enjoyed it and appreciated the the visual effects. I love the story. I love how I could tell when watching it that these people were already losing and it was just, there was no hope. And I kind of just wanted to see what that was like. Um, I love that it was a paranoid thriller. It was really cool and really slick and I uh, really appreciate it. So I'm going to put it right above wicker man and behind scary movie three. <laughs> so stupid. What a crazy sentence invasion of the body snatchers better than wicker man. Not better than scary movie three. <laughs> The Gray Man. Um, as time goes on, I, I was fine with the movie when I left it. I didn't think it was anything special, but I thought, you know, it was pretty people doing just movie star shit. I'll tell you what, again, just aged so poorly. I just think this is a bad movie, and I think it's a tremendous waste of time um, at this point to to do this uh, whole franchise thing or whatever. So I'm going to move The Gray Man all the way down to below Night of the Living Dead and above Thor, Love and Thunder. So, The Exorcist. The Exorcist is sick. I think it's my favorite horror movie, and it's my favorite movie that I watched in this horror watch-along. Spoiler alert. So I'm just going to take it all the way up to above Top Gun Maverick and RRR. I think it's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Emily the Criminal. I love the premise but it's a forgettable movie. Aubrey Plaza is Breaking Bad. It's a nice, neat little thriller, and I really appreciated it, but it's also just not the greatest thing in the world. Um, I think it's uh, just tighter with Nope, because Nope kind of goes off the rails a little bit, uh, but Emily the Criminal is just a tighter narrative, and it's just a little bit more reliable, so I'm going to put it down here. Uh, Eagle vs. Shark. It was maybe my least favorite Taika Waititi movie ever, just because I thought it was the most boring and least charming and i just wasn't that into it and i'll put it above samaritan um actually i'll you know what I, it's neck and neck with thor love and thunder but i didn't really respond to it that much it's not because it does anything bad or wrong i just didn't care don't worry darling you know this was the movie it was supposed to kick off the fall season it was supposed to kick off the movies that um get us into the awards and it was completely overshadowed unfortunately and i know there's a separation to be had between what happens in a movie and what happens outside the movie but i think that at the end of the day um don't worry darling just did not live up to expectations um it just makes a lot of mistakes throughout the way and uh it was really disappointing so i'm gonna put it behind Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm sorry. I'm going to put it behind Night of the Living Dead and above The Gray Man. It's just not a great movie. And I think we'll forget all about it. Dark Knight. Just take it straight to the top. I'm sure it won't move from the first spot. Uh, Clerks 3 is a beautiful inside joke from Kevin Smith. I, um, 
You know, I, I don't always like the dialogue um, because Kevin Smith, he almost writes like too much like real people talk and that it takes me out of it because it's kind of just like stuff that I've heard. I've either like made these same type of jokes or I like read them on Twitter. It's just like too, I don't know, not lowest comment. It's too normal. It's like stuff that normal people would come up with or just it's too tangential. It's like just this is what the scene is supposed to be. It's supposed to set up this thing. So you don't have to just cut away to talk about Lord of the Rings every scene. Um, it just, that kind of stuff kind of bothers me, but this movie was funny. It moved me. It didn't make me happy. And it was a communal experience. It's like every time you see a Kevin Smith movie in theaters, it's like going to church. And, uh, and I'm, I'm even late to the Kevin Smith askew averse or whatever you want to call it. But, um, I'm late to it, but I still appreciate it and enjoy it. So I'm going to put it around, I'll put it around 13 lives on once upon a time in Hollywood. Cherry's terrible. Um, I'll put it behind. Don't worry, darling. And above the gray man and right around there. Maybe I'll put it behind the gray man. Cause cherry was a slog. It's got a great performance from Tom Holland, but it is a slog and wildly unfocused and, uh, just not good. Oh boy. Carrie. Great movie. Loved it. Um, didn't let me down. Sissy Spacek kind of had some like cringy moments in it, but I thought overall she did a, a really good job. And uh, what a surprise. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm going to put it right behind Prey and above Atomic Blonde. All right, let's get into some more Tollywood. Bahubali Part 1 and Bahubali Part 2 are right beside each other. And uh, I think at the end of the day, I like Bahubali Part 2 more. It's a greater whole. Whereas I thought the first Bahubali was just kind of... There was like a first half and a second half. And there was definitely a divide in the quality and what I responded to. Because uh, at first I kind of thought it was weird. Uh, but I think the greater whole is too. The ending of the first one is great. Um, but I am going to... I'll tell you what. I'm going to put them around Shang-Chi. I'll put them above Shang-Chi. Um, and you know what? I'm going to move the wicker man down. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we'll do that. I think actually, no, let's put invasion of the body snatchers above Emily, the criminal. No above Shang-Chi. Sorry. Okay. Perfect. Bullet train. This is uh, one of the movies I watched for my David Leach. Every movie ever. Um, it's entertaining. It's fine. Uh, but also just not that big of a deal. So I'll put it right behind 13 Lives and Above Vengeance. Uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is one of my favorite movies of the year. I just think it's so fun. And I just love the identity that this movie has. It's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. It was a great theater experience. And uh, I love it. So I'm going to put it right above Prey and right below Overlord. I think Bodies, Bodies, Bodies might be a top 10 contender. It, de it depends on how great the rest of the year is. So it might get knocked out easily, but it's just a movie I've really attached myself to. Uh, Black Widow is a movie that I know isn't great, but it's so like my style and my vibe and my kind of movie. I actually think there's some stuff that's really sick in it. Um, so I appreciate it. So I'm going to put it right above Shang-Chi because it's just more my thing, but you could go either way in terms of, you asked me on the day what I would rather watch more and it flip-flops. Uh, but I think it's pretty dope, uh, in parts. 
Uh, Beast, completely forgettable, not that big of a deal. I'm going to put it um, above the Gray Man, below Don't Worry Darling. Just It was fun to watch, but don't need to care about it. Barbarian. Barbarian is a relic of uh, an older philosophy I've had. Barbarian is a mystery box of a film. And it was certainly a fun watch in theaters for that reason. You know, it, it made me laugh. It scared the shit out of me. It was tense. It was weird and creepy. And I really appreciate it. And uh, I think I think it's really good. But um, I don't know. I just didn't respond to it. As time has gone on, I just didn't really respond to it that much. I'm going to put it right behind Shang-Chi and above Emily the Criminal. Uh, it's a great like movie horror entry for 2022. I think horror has been actually really strong this year and barbarian is a part of that. Um, but, uh, again, just a movie that maybe at the end of the day, just isn't the, my favorite thing in the world. Avatar is awesome. I'm going to put it, uh, right behind psycho and above overlord. I saw the remastered version in theaters and yeah, the dialogue isn't great, but I think the story and the wonder and the scale, I think everything's there and it's just what the movies are all about. It really is. Atomic Blonde, I think sucks. I don't care about Atomic Blonde. I think it's an absolute slog. I couldn't tell you anything about that character or that story. I'm going to put it right behind Beast and then the Gray Man. And guys, I think that's kind of it. All I really have to do is tidy up the top here and I feel pretty good good about it. I'm going to go on and put The Dark Knight is number one, War of the Worlds is two, The Exorcist three, Titanic. I need to put... Uh, yeah, let's do that. The Exorcist, Top Gun Maverick, RRR, Titanic, and The Woman King. I really like this order here. Um, so that makes sense to me. So I'll go on and read this off, and that'll be the end of this list. Uh, especially for your podcast listeners. This is from Worst to Best. My quarterly report, July through September. The worst movie I watched, You, Me, and Dupree, Welcome to Collinwood, Samaritan, Thor Love and Thunder, Eagle vs. Shark, Cherry, The Gray Man, Atomic Blonde, Beast, Don't Worry Darling, Night of the Living Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Purge, Vengeance, Bullet Train, 13 Lives, Clerks 3, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Nope, The Wicker Man, Emily the Criminal, Barbarian, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Bahubali Part 1, Bahubali Part 2, and then we get into some lifelong favorites and some new favorites. Scary Movie 3, Step Brothers, Carrie, Prey, Bodies, 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 Overlord, Avatar, Psycho, Rosemary's Baby, Poltergeist, A Run of Horror, The Woman King, Titanic, RRR, Top Gun Maverick, The Exorcist, War of the Worlds, and The Dark Knight. Am I the only person on the planet Earth that holds War of the Worlds in that high of a regard? I hope so, because somebody has to be, and I'm happy to be it. Um, guys, that's my quarterly report. And there you go. I'm done. Saved. Locked and loaded. With that said, guys, I um, I did it. Again, you can find this QR code right here if you're watching on YouTube. 30-day free trial of Audible. Great way to support me. I would greatly appreciate it. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. At the time that I'm recording this, we got three more watch-alongs coming out. It's going to be Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Poltergeist, and then Misery, which I think I'm recording tomorrow. Uh, I've only got about a week left to get that out. So anyway, I'm excited to see how you all respond to those. I greatly appreciate all the comments and everything that's been coming in. 
uh, with all the other ones. And um, I think that's going to do it. It was good to be back next week. I can't remember what comes out next week. I might just like try to record a couple more watch alongs. Uh, or maybe I'll find a reason house of the dragon will be done. Um, so maybe I'll get Brando on here and we'll talk about that. Who knows? I'll figure it out. But anyway, November 11th is what really matters. Black Panther Wakanda forever and the Fablemans, I believe as far as I know, that's the new release date. Um, same day. Um, so that's the only day that matters. Oh, I want to see uh, Banshees of Inishirin or whatever. I think that's out right this second. So hopefully I'll see it sometime this week and uh, we'll do another thing for it. So anyway, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I'm not really on it at all. At RewatchRyan and Letterboxd.com slash RewatchRyan. I appreciate it. I'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye.